It's the State of Sound podcast. I'm Jason Evans-Groth, digital media librarian at NC State University Libraries, and we're back with our second Hopscotch 2023 preview show, in which your fearless podcast HQ team, Elizabeth Lizzo Esser, Maddie Jeanette, and I, go into detail about the artists we're most excited to experience this year at the 13th edition of Hopscotch in downtown Raleigh, North Carolina. We all talk pretty passionately about what we like, so get ready for some enthusiasm along with excerpts from songs to give you some context. There are more than 100 acts at Hopscotch 2023, and we're barely scratching the surface with this preview. Probably since we recorded this, we've gotten excited about others, too. And if you want to follow along closely, you can see the full lineup at www.hopscotchmusicfest.com. We've got a lot to say, so let's get to it, starting with Maddie. My name is Maddie. I use she, her pronouns. My favorite band is Hop Along, and I don't have a job. This is this is my job right now. It this is. is my part-time job. Graduated with an engineering degree, and I don't have an engineering job. Engineering. Do you want an engineering job? No, but even if, but that doesn't make sense. You don't understand. That doesn't make sense to people, especially my mom. Why would you get an engineering degree and not get an engineering job? It makes sense to me. You so, don't want to be an engineer. So that's you don't my engineering job. So the first band I'd like to tell everyone about is Ton Starts Bandit. Now that name might sound weird. It's even weirder written down, so have fun. This band is awesome and underrated. I feel like in 2023, it seems weird for a band to be underrated because I hear people talk about every band, like how easy it is to spread information about bands online and talk about your favorite band online. I never see anyone talk about this band, which is why I didn't discover them until like earlier this year. And I'm not entirely sure how. I think like Spotify just kept autoplaying like one of their songs, maybe. They're so cool. They're so so cool. The reason why Ton Starts Bandit is cool. Multiple reasons. First, they have so many different like styles and genres of their music that's all over the place and they do it all really well. Their first album, which is from 2009, is like experimental hypnagogic pop. It's like so weird, but the songs are so fun and it's awesome. Their newest album, Petunia, is like prog indie and I described it that way to a few of my friends and they're like prog indie. That sounds so stupid. And they listened to it and they were like yeah this is prog indie i don't think i've ever heard anything that sounds like prog indie before and then i have to shout out him eola from the album him it sounds like a gospel hymn there's no instrumentation in it whatsoever it's just their vocals layered on top of each other and it sounds like you're like ascending to heaven i honestly feel like i've barely scratched the surface of this band i love bands whose songs are just so layered and every time you go back to check out their songs it feels like you're always discovering new parts another reason why they're awesome it's just two members and they're brothers i saw them live maybe a year ago at duke coffee house it was just them two playing live one of them drums and sings and the other one plays guitar and sings they do everything live and it just sounds really good i think this band should be so much more popular than they are and they're also like really goofy and funny and they have fun on stage playing their weird little pop music ton starts bandit plays at 12 30 a.m at king's on saturday here's pass away
My name is Elizabeth or Lizzo, whichever you prefer. I use she, her pronouns, and I drive a Toyota Corolla. Wait, I do too! What color is it? Gray is silver. What year? 2010. Okay, I'm, I'm 2004. Oh, well. Blue. That's awesome. Wait, this is. Love a so Corolla. <laughs> Pavement is one of my favorite bands of all time. I saw them in Brooklyn in October on their last night and it was one of the best shows that I have ever seen. That was due to two things. One, it was just a great performance and then also everybody was so excited to see them. Pavement fans are pavement fans, like they are excited. (laughs) The idea of seeing that in Raleigh is really exciting to me. Right now, there is like specifically a lot of excitement about pavement with them like touring internationally. Seeing that on a hopscotch stage, I'm very excited for. My favorite pavement song is Summer Babe and it has been for a while. That is probably, I would be most excited to see that if if they play it. Pavement plays on Thursday night at 9.20 p.m. in City Plaza. Let's hear Summer Babe winter version from the classic Slanted and Enchanted LP. festival experience will be yeah i do too um you've seen them at a festival it was the first festival i ever went to which was Lollapalooza in 1995 curated by sonic youth they played right after sinead o'connor who played right after the jesus lizard who played right after beck it was such a magical day but um this is indianapolis indiana in the summer of, of 1995 people just hated it like i remember watching the jesus lizard and no one i mean it's a it's like a an outdoor thing no one's there pavement there were some people there but it felt like it was absolutely for me like i i they had just put out wowie zowie i was so into them and i would i just screamed for box elder the whole time and then i'm pretty sure they played it for me and uh so i'm excited to see them they are my favorite band but it was summer of 94 finding a used copy of crooked rain crooked rain before a road trip to myrtle beach with my friend chris on the way there i put i remember like listening on my disc plan and being like oh I don't understand how any band can do this. Like, it's this combination of like effortlessly beautiful music, but with like a sense of humor. I always felt welcome by that band in a weird way. Like, I wanted to be their friend. I think that they often make people feel excluded. 
stupid because it seems like like an inside joke or something, but I don't even think they know what the inside joke is. They're all about melody. If it's not the melody of the verse, it's the melody of the guitar playing. There's always beautiful counter melodies that are so formative for the best of indie rock since then and that draw from the best of rock and roll before it. So you've got Velvet Underground in there. You've got television in there. There's also like a huge array of just like just great melodic music played by all sorts of people in there. They take their music seriously, I think, but not like the same way that like Pearl Jam does. And I think them having been from the same era, they are mistakenly aligned with this other kind of movement that I don't think they really wanted to be a part of. And I know that people don't like them too, but I have always felt just this affinity for like these people that clearly loved music, making music with each other, and they seem to really like each other too. So, and I felt that way, especially when I saw them in October in DC, like a few days after you saw them in Brooklyn. Just seeing all these people that have known each other for so long, being so happy happy to be playing music with each other. That's, I think, inspirational. I've been playing music for a long time, but not as long as them. I'm glad it's inspirational to people younger than me seeing that music. Man, it's cool that like you can do this for a long time. I felt like it was one of the best shows I've ever seen. I want to play the song that I think they played for me at Lollapalooza 95, which is Box Album. Wasn't the question you were asking Wasn't the answer I gave That made me feel like I was on a train for your next one? Oh, I gotta do my next band. Yeah, if I can find my phone. I'm having fun now. I'm having a good time. Yeah. You weren't having a good time before. I was having a, I'm having a great time this whole time. I've been looking forward time. to this all day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the next band I would like to talk about is Truth Club. It's really weird to be friends with a band that I love so much because I will listen to their songs or their album and be like, oh my gosh, this is so awesome. This is so cool. And then I'm like, I know this band. I've met this band. I've talked to them. They know me. I'm, I've interviewed them. I just think that's so awesome because I remember all the time in high school, I would like like all these bands and I'd be like, wouldn't it be so cool to like know a band? And now to be in college and to like say I'm friends with a band that I love is something that high school me would think I'm so cool for. Like, whoa, you're friends with the band you like. Anyways, Truth Club is, without a contest, winning the best band of Raleigh Award. I cannot think of a band, in my opinion, that is better than them in Raleigh. If there is to be, like, a Raleigh music scene that pops up soon, which I don't know if that would ever happen, but if it does happen, everyone would have Truth Club to thank. Not An Exit is one of my favorite albums of all time, and I'm so, so excited that they're finally releasing new music. I didn't know if they were going to, like, continue 
on being a band or just like release that album and break up local bands will get together make an album and say like it was fun and then stop so i was worried i think just because they hadn't played a lot of shows in a while but also like code happened i don't know i was just worried that i would never hear new music from them and new music has come out and it's so good elise their drummer is one of my favorite drummers i've ever heard in my entire life i think she's amazing they've also recently announced their signing with double double whammy they've dropped two singles so far it's time and blue eternal and it's time is the song that i chose to play a snippet from so i hope that when the final album drops it blows up i feel like people outside of north carolina are now finally starting to hear about truth club mainly because they go on tour a lot like somehow they opened for duster in new york city i think which is crazy so i really hope that whenever their next album comes out it blows them up and gets more people talking about them truth club plays at 4 20 p.m on thursday in city plaza here is it's time I don't even, I don't remember who the next one is, so this is going to be great. The next uh, artist that I'm talking about is Japanese Breakfast. I have been familiar with Japanese Breakfast music for a while. I was familiar with some of her earlier stuff, like Everybody Wants to Love You and Boyish, but I had more of a moment with Japanese Breakfast when Jubilee came out. I think that's a really excellent album. And my favorite song is Paprika, which is the opening song. I think it is a great opener and sets the scene for the album perfectly. Her music, it's incredibly textured and atmospheric alternative pop, but it's matched with really compelling storytelling. And I think it's really singular and fresh, but you can also hear influences and references in her music, which I feel like when I can hear that, and it's also like so singular, that's really masterful for an artist to be able to do that. I think she's a big Bjork fan. I definitely hear Kate Bush, a friend of mine who'd 
was recently introduced to her music said that she reminded her of Nico Case, which like when I listened the first time, I wouldn't have thought that. But like listening back, I totally hear that. I saw a video of Jeff Tweedy covering her song Kokomo, Indiana. But yeah, Paprika off that album is probably my favorite. The melody is so beautiful and I have never seen her live. So exciting stuff. Japanese Breakfast plays at 9.30 in City Plaza on Saturday night. Let's hear Paprika. small collection of vintage mopeds and motorbikes that I no longer ride, but I really, really love the idea of one day getting them back into service. I've been wanting to ask, when you say small collection, I mean, because if it's if it's large, expensive items, a small collection can be like three. It's a collection of three, yeah, and they're not okay. very expensive. 1977 Pook Maxi Green, modified to 90cc, uh, 1978 <laughs> Honda Hobbit Yellow, uh, the first a vehicle with a constantly variable transmission in it that was largely available and a 1982 Honda Passport which is uh, the Honda Cub which is what the Beach Boys wrote the song Little Honda about which is a semi-automatic three-speed thing. I miss riding these things so much and I think I probably got into them because of the Beach Boys. I think I wanted to have a Little Honda and it was not the Beach Boys version of Little Honda it was Yola Tango's version of Little Honda that made me want it. My first car was a Toyota Celica. So we got a Toyota. 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 Very reliable car. Cool Keith. Excited about Cool Keith coming to Hopscotch, but not because I'm really like super familiar with all of Cool Keith's work. I just love what I know. Encountered Cool Keith as Dr. Octagon because of a show on MTV called Amp. So Amp ran from like 96 to 99, and me and my friend Derek Brost, who discovered Aphex Twin that same year, really were into ambient music. We're like trying to figure out how to make electronic music. I would come home from college my freshman year in 96 so I could hang out with Derek on a Saturday night and watch Amp on MTV with him. 
And I remember seeing the video for Blue Flowers by Dr. Octagon and being like, oh my God, like I think I understand where hip hop's going. So it felt like a continuation of what I liked about Tribe Called Quest, but it felt like the future too. Cool Keith's newest record, which is Black Elvis 2, is kind of a concept record. The song I'm gonna play is a song where he basically is talking about how he is a bionic copy of Elvis. But the lyrics are funny. Like, I think he's kind of an outcast in the hip hop world because he's not afraid to be funny. But it's, he's also like kind of unsettlingly weird. And I mean that in the best possible way, like in almost like this Lynchian way. He loves nostalgic sounds and the beats are always like rooted in classic boom bap stuff. There's also this like feeling of like, it's a future that we've already felt. I don't know how else to describe it. Everything seems futuristic, but we've been there before, and he's just making references to Tang and Ovaltine. All these things that we kind of remember from our childhood, but maybe not really. And so I think that's why it feels weird. So I've seen him live. So weird. It's my favorite kind of hip-hop, where it's definitely him. Everything about it is him. Whether I like the song or not, I really love that it's him doing it. This song from his new record, I think, is pretty classic Cool Keith. You can catch Cool Keith at Lincoln Theater at 11.30 p.m. on Saturday night. This is first copy from his new record, Black Elvis 2. Communication through Generation X make force feel complex. The vocals go Planet Fitness for the biceps. Instant formulas like Overteen and Tang cause me to be NBA rims and hang. Come with the brush and paint over names. Flying the Air Force One with my jaws full of Bazooka Joe Bubblegum. The critics drink from the Golden Cup, saying the vocals over the metronome is double dumb. Sound like an elephant in the trunk. Squeeze play, move the runners over with a bunt. Middle lateral balance, never from the farm system. Coaches sending back down talent. People doing the Pepsi Cola Black. Elvis challenge. Everybody sign up, start first potato mashing. Dinosaurs in a park are so drastic. I'm covering the monument with cleaners plastic. Running up to see the helicopter. They wearing Nikes hyperactive. All up in the stratosphere. The robot coming out the speakers, walking past your ears. Home Depot rebuilt it before robot went out of business like Sears. Recording vocals in an astronaut helmet is weird. The cast from the Star Wars bought my action figures in stores. Carrying Ant-Man around in a North Face backpack. Cause you realize the weather is changing back to fall. Cyborg Black Elvis Presley, first model built out of three. Another band I'm excited to see at Hopscotch 2023 is Horse Jumper of Love. I am excited. I'm finally getting to see these guys live. I'm a hater. I hate so much. And here's what I hate. Slowcore. I hate slowcore. It is the opposite of everything I enjoy in music. Slow and boring. Yet, I love Horse Jumper of Love. If the slowcore hater loves Horse Jumper of Love, that means they're good. Spaceman is one of the most beautiful, heartbreaking songs I've ever heard in my life. I don't even know what the lyrics mean. I read them and it doesn't really tell a sad story, but the song just feels so sad. It's so emotional. It is such a good song. I know a lot of Horse Jumper of Love fans only care about like their 2017 self-titled album. But I've enjoyed what I've heard of their, like, newer songs. The song that I decided to play is from their last album, Natural Part, in 2022. It's called Sitting on the Porch at Night. And I discovered it because WKNC, the radio station here at NC State, would play this song a lot. I just love the vibe of this song. Horse Jumper of Love plays at midnight on Friday at King's. This is Sitting on the Porch at Night.
the next artist I'm going to talk about is Sunny War, who I think I found on an Oxford American Music Issue CD, and I played a couple times on my radio show on WKNC. But besides the songs that I've listened to and fell in love with, I haven't listened to all that much of her discography. And I am so excited that she's playing because I've been reminded of how good she is and how I'm excited to listen to more. But the songs that I do know are incredibly well-written. Her voice is so beautiful and she's also a really fantastic guitar player again let's talk about melodies there's so much emotion in the melodies of her guitar playing and then she has this insane beautifully rich voice if you're somebody who likes joan armatrading nina simone the roaches ricky lee jones these artists with powerful voices and storytellers i think that you'll really love sunny war it's that timeless singer songwriter sound when you're listening to it it's like that is just coming from your body like that is just <laughs> coming from your being and it's it's incredible i'm really excited to listen to more sunny war see sunny war you should check out sunny war if it wasn't broken is my my choice song sunny war plays more square at 345 on friday here's if it wasn't broken talk about a band I barely know because of a song that I feel like is one of my songs of 2023 and that song is called Muriel's Big Day Off by a band called Being Dead I encountered this band the way that maybe we encounter bands in the modern age I was just scrolling through Instagram in like a waiting room and I happened to have my AirPods in and they were like on KEXP or some sort of live thing and I see a guy who looks goofy I mean just like a guy playing like keys or something and two like really smiley women playing instruments and they all seem to be having a really good time so I turned the sound on because I like it when it looks like people are having fun when they're playing music together when they seem 
to be connecting in a way. Like they're communicating through their shared love of it. And it was this song. And I'm going to state a couple of generalizations about myself and music. I love music. A, that's maybe that's the first one. That's easy. We all do. Melody keeps coming up because melody is like, I think my main component. I think things, by the way, can be melodic without there actually being melody. I think that texture can be melodic. I think that flow and hip hop can be melodic. When it's melody in its own sense, I'm hooked. When you add harmonies, that's it for me. This is why I love the way that Michael Stipe and Mike yes. Mills sing together. It's, yes. it, is, it becomes a new voice yes. that no one else can hear. Yes. No, so many bands don't do this, which is why I love bands that do. Like if they, if they, if if bands just start harmonizing, yeah, what happened to harmonizing? Well, it, I feel like it it's never just went. Not... It never went away. But like when I don't know a lot of bands that do it these days. I, I I think when we start thinking about bands that are our favorite bands, like Pavement, there's harmony in there, but maybe it's not in the maybe it's not in the vocals. Maybe the harmony is okay. coming through the guitars. Mm -hmm. I see. You know, like when I think about Truth Club, like I kind of wish that somebody was harmonizing with Travis, but his guitar playing and the bass playing are often like very counterpointy and I yeah. hear that harmony coming through. Bands that for better or worse are the bands that everyone knows. Like the Eagles. I mean the yeah. reason the Eagles are popular is because they are a vocal group. The Beach Boys. Fleetwood Mac. Like the next time you listen to any Fleetwood Mac song if you whether it's because you have to because you're in a grocery store or because you love it the backing vocals there's harmonies in like three different places so anyway i hear this band i'm like who, who the fuck are these people i don't do any research at all i just immediately go to spotify to find that song i have barely listened to this record their newest record which is called when horses would run i can't wait to get more into it because what i like about it is some of the songs sound like commercials i'm a huge jingle fan i love it when bands <laughs> like grab the power of american marketing and turn it into a thing <laughs> that like makes us remember the joy behind melody and harmony the song is like a sonic version of peewee's big adventure and then it turns into like a Frank Zappa jam. It starts out for real, like something that like the Dead Milkmen would do. And then mid thing, it moves into this like really loungy, kind of beautiful improv moment and then goes back to the harmonies. I love it so much. I can't wait to see it happen at Hopscotch. Being Dead plays at 11.30 p.m. at Neptunes on Friday. This is Muriel's Big Day Off.
think about the other bands we're excited about and just say like one or two things about them quickly. Yeah, I got it. Like lightning round. Okay. I'll start. Sweet Home. They're a band from Durham, so they're local, and they're really awesome. They're like post-punk, shoegazy, alternative rock, but they use synths. Like, if Jason's thing is harmony, mine is synths or, like, keyboards or any, like, the song um, by Sweet Home is Down. Sweet Home plays on Friday at 9.30 at Wicked Witch. This is Down. I'm excited about Always. Every time I listen to them, it's like, oh, this is dreamy. This is, I'm in a movie. When I was a freshman in college, my friend Annie and I were obsessed with Not My Baby. And they're like, traded my rose-colored shades for a wide lens. And that song, specifically that part, makes me feel really nostalgic. So I would like to see that. Always plays on Thursday at 7.30 in City Plaza. Here's Not My Baby. So Flory is a band from Philly that I saw open for MJ Lenderman this last February. But before I saw them open for MJ Lenderman, I saw them enjoying food at the greatest Szechuan place in Carborough, Gourmet Kingdom. And we we were all sitting there like, oh, that's got to be the opening band. Trying to figure out what Flory was going to be. I didn't like decide to research them at all. We walked in like maybe four songs in and maybe the through line in all the bands I'm talking about is they seemed like they were having a great time. Just from what I saw, there was this like incredible string band folkiness plus rock and roll plus harmonies plus everybody like seeming to enjoy themselves it is kind of timeless to me the kind of music they make fronted by two different folks who remind me a little bit like a little bit of what I like about the roaches a little bit what I like about Fairport Convention Richard and Linda Thompson like these kind of classic kind of freak folk things but without having to evoke the utter earnestness of freak folk like they just (laughs) seem to be enjoying themselves and I can't wait to see them Flory plays Saturday at City Plaza at 3. This is Drunk and High. super cool because it's cool to see a small artist be like damn she's really good and then start to get bigger let it be known that her first ever meet and greet was with wknc tia kareen plays saturday at city plaza at 4 p.m here's pancakes oh, 
diggable planets, 90s hip hop icons. I don't know when the last time they would have performed would have been. I think that they maybe had some reunion in maybe seven years ago or something like that. Uh, yeah, I remember yeah. Ninth Wonder because he got his name from a diggable planet yeah, song, okay. like talking about going to see them play like seven years ago, yeah. The like jazz aspects of their music, that's probably gonna be cool seeing. I really like the song Jimmy Diggin' Cats, another group that I'm not the most familiar with, but the songs that I know I love, and after listening to them again, I will be doing a lot of listening. Diggable Planets plays in City Plaza on Friday at 7.15. This is Jimmy Diggin' Cats. Get chores, float up to the stars. Planets is a spot about six blocks east of Mars. Air sold kicks and crushed velvet hats. Hanging off the ab with the beautiful snaps. Riding the crest with the blessed giver, yes. Planets kinda funky as if you hadn't guessed. Placebo's getting blocked, funky joints get rocked. Java's not found, we flop from the flesh. Weather Jeep a lack. Rosalie, who is now local, but also has connections to Philadelphia. I'm such a fan of her last record called No Medium, which we're talking melody, we're talking psychedelic guitar freakouts, we're talking Neil Young and Crazy Horse. Some uh, go back to like Richard and Linda Thompson. She's also in like a uh, like this kind of crazy noise band called the Long Hots from Philly. It's it's clear to me that we share very similar music interests, and she channels them in a way that like is unexpected, but also very familiar at the same time. Rosalie plays on Friday at the Poor House at 7.30. Here's Mouth. Here's a mouth As I read more about their history, they are largely influential. Like, their track UFO is one of the most sampled tracks in history. And I think that a lot of times when people talk about, like, black influence in rock music, it's easy because it's like, these are black punk musicians. These are black indie rock musicians. But I feel like maybe ESG was left out because they don't really fit into a genre. They just sound like they're having a lot of fun. And I've heard from other people, like, they just, on stage, they just look like they're having a ton of fun. And that's been a theme we've been talking about. Yeah, I was listening to dance and I uh, was really hearing the drums and the bass and like it's just so good. Like the just having drums and bass like fills the sound like so wonderfully. And then I started listening to their new album that came out in 2017. I was getting really into that. I was getting into watching second track on What More Can You Take. ESG plays City Plaza at 545 on Saturday. Here's watching. Dinosaur Jr. Freak scenes can't believe us. Or can it just be cool? 
I just want to see Dinosaur Jr. shred. I want to see Jay Maskus play guitar. As a person who has more recently started playing music with other people, especially people who are interested in playing indie music or indie music that's like influenced a lot by 80s, 90s alternative bands like Dinosaur Jr. and Pavement, I like, this is really nerdy, but like studying what's going on. Like I want to know what equipment they're using and I want to know how they're making those sounds because like there's some crazy sounds I want to know like how they're playing their instruments since like I mean I'll never be able to do it exactly like that but okay well there's they're doing that thing so I'll try doing that thing too I would love to see them I think like my favorite live shows that I see are of an indie band like playing this kind of music freak scene I would say is my song choice Dinosaur Jr. plays Saturday at 8 30 at Moore Square you're listening to freak scene so Thanks for listening to the State of Sound podcast. Hopscotch 2023 starts on Thursday, September 7th. As of this taping, three-day and day passes are still available, but check hopscotchmusicfest.com for up-to-date availability and pricing information. This podcast was produced by the State of Sound Podcast HQ team at NC State University Libraries. Our next episodes will feature interviews with artists performing at Hopscotch and a retrospective of this year's festival. Make sure to check out the complete schedule and the schedule of day parties, most of which are free, at the Hopscotch website. And we'll see you downtown for Hopscotch 2023. I don't thrill you Sometimes I think I'll kill you Just don't let me fuck up, will you? Cause when I need a friend, it's still you